That was good. Just cough right at the start. That's it, we're keeping that. No, 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 no. You're giving me the signal to do a do-over, but we're not doing a do-over. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the most recent installment of... Our show. Which is called... Uh, Mr. Rogers' <laughs> Neighborhood. But we ran into some copyright issues, so instead we called it The Movie Men. The Movie Men. Um, That's a better name anyways. It's more applicable considering what we talk about. You don't really see neighborhoods. These like People don't talk about their neighborhood. No. no. If you do, that, you should be concerned. Yeah. yeah. The creepy people talk about neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is this is probably the least professional start we've ever had. Hey, that's all right. That's fine. If people are still listening, they won't be surprised. Uh, before we start talking about anything, mm-hmm. uh, spoilers. Spoilers are plenty. They spoilers suck. Um, yep. but we're gonna warn you. We're gonna do them anyways. Yeah. We're going to talk so heavily about um, the movie that we went to go see. Mm. Um, so, spoilers. Yeah. You know, so if if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, mm. God, I said it. Do you fool. Uh, then, then just, just, just oh. bookmark this. Yeah. Just save it in your, put it on your phone come back to it later whatever you do down you can download it now please download it so that it's there and we it's ready to go to download it please sorry we encourage people to download this. we do just yes. wait uh, till you've we've seen stopped the movie. putting viruses in the episodes not there's one in a million chance of getting yeah a virus. it's it's, it's pretty if low. you're the one millionth listener surprise then you might get a virus yeah um all right so yeah so okay, first question that i have mm-hmm in regards to Spider-Man Far From Home. Which is the movie we saw. Which is the movie we just went to go see. Yep. Why do they call them Milk Duds? Um, I bought a box of Milk Duds. Right. Uh, I don't think I've ever had Milk Duds prior to this. Sure. But I, it seemed, you know, it's the, it's the cliche movie hmm. candy. Uh, and there were, they were just chewy caramels. Right, so I have don't have the answer to this. Okay, I'm assuming like milk is from the milk chocolate in it, and duds are just because it's a dud. Like I have hey, no this idea. This would be a good candy. Oh no, it was a dud. I have no idea, but all I know is, um, yeah, you didn't, tried it. Didn't taste anything like milk. Hmm. Nor should it. No. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, you know, I. It's one of it's gonna just be one of those unsolved mysteries of life, I guess. Mm, the Sphinx, the Stonehenge, Sphinx, the yeah, ancient who, aliens, who milk built, duds, who built the pyramids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, I hated this movie. Okay, no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I can't do that. Just to let people into the loop, so Brady and I saw this movie like hours ago, but just where where we live geographically, we had to drive to go see it. So we drove all the way home and didn't talk about it once. We had, we had like a 40-minute car drive. It was really awkward because so many times we wanted to like turn and be like, what about that part? Oh, I we was, can't I talk. Was pl- I was desperately playing on my <laughs> rapidly dying phone, just trying to occupy myself yeah. so that I wasn't, yeah. yeah. 
So I truly don't know how Brady feels. We don't. We don't know what. Versa. We don't know what each other's thoughts are. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll start by. I'll start by saying this is a movie of firsts. Oh, okay. So this is the first movie since Endgame. Right. Yep. Uh, well, and in a way, it's a movie of lasts. It's a movie. It's the last movie of Phase Three Correct. for the MCU. Yep. Uh, it's the first movie post the Infinity Saga. Mm. We're done with the Infinity Stones. Yep. And the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Um, Thanos is not a threat. No. Um, it is the first Marvel movie. Uh, not just MCU movie, but first Marvel movie hmm. in a very, very long time uh, to not have a Stan Lee cameo. Yes, sadly. Right. At uh, no right. point does, does Stan... Now, it's possible that he was like in a framed portrait somewhere in the background, right. kind of a little Easter egg, and we missed it. Yeah. I didn't see I, him the, anywhere. To be honest, I totally forgot about that. I Wow. Well, just because he's passed away, I just assumed they weren't going to pull yeah. him out in some way. Um, so, yeah. So, that was that was kind of rough. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a sad reality that we're in now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that was kind of probably it for the first, first. I mean, first time we see Mysterio. But yeah. that's not really a first time Mysterio... Uh, has been on the big screen Ooh. as a character. Okay. So that's very exciting. First mm-hmm. first outing for Quentin Beck. I I thought it I I thought it was a cool first experience. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about You didn't really know him. anything about Quentin Beck going into no. this movie. No. I, I loved kind of just his whole like everything around him, like the ambiance that he brought. Sure. I, I liked the, his like musical theme like there were like 80s video game tones to his soundtrack when he was on the screen and i liked it um and yeah i missed I, that entirely just subtle subtle little cool. things kind of like in thor ragnarok like you remember some of those musical Short. undertones like yeah. it was just kind of a wow cool, we had like cool synth undertones to the and, jungle and right you know yeah ah. yeah the, no yeah that the sound those yes yeah. Uh, so the movie starts out, and we are mourning the loss of Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it kind of bridges the gap between the the reference. What is it called? The blips. The blips. Yeah. yeah so, so the blips. So the whole dust, as up until this point, we right. referred it to as the snap. Yep. Or the dusting. Yep. Or whatever else um, mm-hmm. is now being referred to as the blip. Yep. Um, so yeah. And yeah, and learning to live in a post like guys are saying, my little brother's older than me. Now. Right, or like there's people living in my apartment, or just like different, yeah. just life post flip. Which is so weird because you you reappeared wherever yeah. you got dusted from. Right, which means that in in most cases, like people, yeah, there be people have moved into your apartment, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of coming back into the apartment now like right. you're you know yeah. you're now there's two of you in the shower and <laughs> you're not really sure who the other person is yeah it happened it must have and the entire earth oh must yeah. have happened some someone awkward, saw someone naked i'm sure yes yeah many awkward things many yeah. many someone saw like a, a gabriel iglesias <laughs> naked 
maybe. You're looking it up? I have no idea who that is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Waiting. Sorry, man. Oh, dear God. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fluffy guy. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Or sometime, somewhere. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So, post... Post snap world, mm-hmm. post blip world. Yeah, um, people just kind of coming to terms with it, getting yeah. used to this new reality. Yeah, and it's summer vacay is coming on up. Yes, uh, and yep. weirdly, like there's this epic kind of, even though it's summer vacation, they're basically going to go on a several week long Europe trip with yeah. the school. I mean, so I I did I never went on a trip like that in school, but trips like that did exist in high Over school. Over the summer. Not over the summer. So yeah, see, during the so that was year. that yeah. to me that was really interesting. That is kind of unique. So, uh, and ironically, it's also mostly like there's I don't know I would say twelve kids on this trip. There's not very there's small. not a big trip. Yeah, and it's also ironically all of our main characters are on this. So you've got Flash Thompson yeah. on the trip. Yeah. Uh, Ned, whatever Ned's last name is, is yeah. on the trip. Yep. MJ, uh, Peter obviously. Parker is on the trip. Yep. MJ is on the trip. Yep. And Betty? Mm, yeah, I forget. Ned's, Ned's friend. friend yep. who becomes girlfriend. Yep. Uh, so yeah, just for, for plot reasons, luckily no one, like, you know, got the measles the week before or couldn't afford the trip because their right. parents are cheapskates yeah. or something. Yeah. Like. Or or there were only 12 spots uh, right. and they didn't fill up. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed to work out. Hey, that's perfect. Um, so, yeah, you've got, you've got, I, like, it, the movie starts out and Peter almost seems like he's trying to find his place mm. in a post- Tony world hmm yeah his mentor is gone yes um and he's feeling a lot of pressure like he does a press conference um and he's he's feeling a lot of pressure from the media Mm -hmm. and everyone else um you know they're asking him things like uh what is your plan what are you going to do if the aliens come back Mm -hmm. um and because he's he's kind of like the last sheriff in town now. Yeah. Um. And what uh, you know? Are you taking over? Are you the new Iron Man? Yeah. Um. And it's causing, it's causing him some anxiety. It mm-hmm. was kind. It, it almost felt like a flashback, or a callback to um, Iron Man three, mm-hmm. where there's moments that Tony gets really overwhelmed, um, because he's having post traumatic stress from mm. the first avengers movie from right. the wormhole in new york right yeah so right. that was sort of an interesting hmm. interesting parallel yeah so you, yeah so. you know what you know what it kind of reminded me of it kind of had uh, similar flavors to spider-man toby Maguire spider-man 2 okay. and just in that this kind of continual conflict in him of like self interests yeah versus um just like expectations of him sure so and we'll get into this later but just always him having to kind of juggle like am i going to pursue mj or i'm going to spend time with mj or am i going to help save or the am earth I, I, am i gonna be spider-man yeah yeah I, mean, that, I don't know the that was a topic kind of pursued in spider-man too and it was a huge conflict with him and he well 
And You've seen the movie? I but... mean, not to say the awful, cliche, horrible line that nobody wants to hear. Oh, here we go. But it really, truly does sort of <laughs> just live out that line of, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. You can't have these powers. Right. And it, it, Tom Holland says it in, um, in Civil War. When we first meet Tom Holland, mm-hmm. Peter Parker, yep. and he's he's in the bedroom, uh, he's in his bedroom, and Tony's there, kind of recruiting him. Right. Um, and he says something like, um, "If you could do the things that I could do, and you didn't do them, right? Uh, and then something happens, mm-hmm. and you could have stopped it." Right. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so he knows he he realizes uh, that he's got he's got these wicked, awesome abilities mm-hmm. and it's his responsibility to not squander them, to not squander them yeah. and to make sure that he is. I don't know that he's he's just, you know, he's taking care of the responsibilities that he's got. Right. Yeah. That have been thrust onto him. Yeah. I uh, definitely just a continual challenge of like, yeah. Everyone wants to be an individual. Everyone wants to pursue things that I don't bring pleasure. No, You're a robot, so I you don't, don't count. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Finding that balance of saving the world, but also just getting to hang out with MJ and telling yeah. her, "Hey, I'm Spider-Man." Or, yeah, absolutely. Hey, which yeah. Well, we'll get to we'll that get, later. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I. I was a little unsure going into this movie how they were going to pull it off, how they were going to follow up a massive event. Mm. Not just not just the like we've seen movies where, you know, it happens all the time in film franchises where they ramp it up and then the world's at stake. Yep. And then you go to the next mm, movie yeah. uh, or TV series do this. Sure. Right. The Supernatural did this. Okay. It was like it was the apocalypse. Mm. Right. We reached the end of the fourth season. It's the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. While the show went on for another 10 seasons <laughs> after we stopped the apocalypse. And so it's right. kind of like you just you never quite feel that same threat level. How do you match that? So yeah, level and so of lots of intensity. movies do it where they're like the world is at stake. Yeah. Endgame didn't do that. Endgame uh, said <clears> the <throat> universe is at stake. Right. Everything. Yeah. Because there's a moment in Endgame where he realizes Thanos realizes um, a world where I've snapped away half the people mm. is never going to work. Right. Because the people who are left behind will never accept the fact that, like, they'll never accept that this is for the greater good. Right. And so there's a moment in the end game where his agenda changes and he says, I'm just going to kill everyone now mm. and I'll start, we'll start over. Hmm. Um, so literally everything is on the line. Everything was on the line. Yeah. So how do you come back from that? How do you right. do an independent superhero film where, right. where, you know, maybe the world is at stake, but that seems kind of unlikely because yeah. it, it seems unlikely that Spider-Man is going to save the world. Right. Um, so really, it's, it's you know, maybe it's all of New York. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's all of, maybe it's all of America. Sure. Um, or in this case, you know, it's, it's Europe. Europe. So maybe it's 
the city of Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like I was, how are we going to, how are we going to come down off of that high and not feel like, uh, you know, it's not really, Mm. it's not really whatever. It's just kind of a, but they did such a good. Underwhelming. No. Based on, you know, I, I never, well, that's not true. So the, the film's got two very different phases, mm. right? So we've got the part of the film where Mysterio is working with us. Yes. And we're fighting the elementals. Um, and I kind of felt like that was underwhelming. Right. Because by the time we go to fight any of them, Mysterio's already taken care of the first three. Right. And then the premise yeah, is set true. up that um, the, the only one that's left is fire. And he's the biggest, mm. the baddest, and the strongest. Yep. And he's the one that has destroyed Quentin Beck's world Worlds. because there's, because yeah. his alternate universe, mm-hmm. right? Because we've introduced the idea that, okay, there, there is a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, like we're only a half an hour into this two hour and however long it is film. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we know what our... Like, we already know. We already know what we're up against. And yes, it seems like it's dire, but it also just is kind of a, like, if he's just going to continue to absorb metal and he's going to grow and he's going right. to, then it's just a it's just a big, massive special effects yeah. vomit <laughs> fight that we're in for at the end, right? right? Which was the problem that Batman and Superman, or Batman versus Superman oh, had, right? right? The movie yeah. reaches the end. Mm-hmm. And we're up against Doomsday. Yeah. And it's just this big monster that we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just, and I, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. That's, you know, that's not great. <laughs> but within 20 minutes of announcing that, hey, this is what we're up against. Yeah. We kill him. Yeah. And I'm going, what now? Okay. Yeah. What's, what's the deal now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I think you made a good point because there's been so many. Thank you. Well, it was about time. We're on episode, what is it, seven? I mean, our listeners, we were getting a lot of feedback about that. Brady makes, no. Make make, make a good point. Make a good point for goodness sake. Shut up, Grandma. (laughs) No one asked you. Um, (laughs) I think you made a good point. A lot of times, whether it's TV or cinema, just there's some type of climax in a series or trilogy or what have you. And then the following up episode or sequel or what have you just doesn't live up to it or doesn't match that intensity. And I I feel like what fits well with Endgame and then going next into Spider-Man is their apples and oranges and that this like Spider-Man, whether it's Homecoming or um, Far From Home, in a way, I feel they don't take themselves as seriously. Like they have a lot of comedic undertones. They're light in a way. They're light and fluffy. I know we get it. They get into some serious stuff, and they're good movies. But I just feel they have some nice kind of appealing fluff to them. Sure. And it's just kind of apples and oranges that it's not. If you had like something that was immediately next, like trying to match in that intensity, I think it would be not a good combination. Sure. But it's that contrast that just yeah. Kind of, and I mean, it was in the movie's a nice breather. That's very good. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a nice. Yep. Just take a step back and then. You yeah, know, like there's have some a little fun. Yes. Yeah, 
I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, now, having said that, mm -hmm. there are many moments, uh, and I've got a question for you okay. um, before I really dive into it. Sure. Before we dive into this. Of course. Um, but I would say there are many moments in this film mm -hmm. where the stakes feel really high, but not necessarily as a global destruction Hmm. In in a global destruction way, right. there are times when the stakes are high emotionally. Yes, there are times when the stakes are high as far as relationships go. Oh, yeah. There are times where the stakes are high as far as who Peter is and mm -hmm. what he's going to do yep. um, with his friends and trying to save his friends and trying to to live out the life of a normal teenager. Or um, is he or, going or, to? Yeah, sorry, or just ahead. having his identity revealed. The time yeah. where the stakes are high that, you know, I'm 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 gonna get discovered here if I'm not yep. more careful. Yep. Yeah. So uh but my question for you. Sure. Uh I I read a lot of um I'm knowledgeable when it comes to comic books. Okay. Yeah. Um and all of this stuff. And so which is really interesting and kinda fun like it's it's we live in such a this is a bit of a tangent we live in sure. we live in such an incredible time where movies comic book movies mm -hmm. are no longer a taboo they're no longer no. a guilty pleasure no oh like no they're quite the opposite massive yeah like lucrative popular it is, it's crazy hip, that the biggest like, films in the world yes are spider-man movies yeah and yeah. and the Hulk and Thor, Thor yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, like yeah, yeah Rocket Raccoon and Groot, like it's yeah. just I don't know. To me, that's it's. I was I'm, I was sitting in the theater just yeah, just yeah. I, I, before the movie started, I was thinking to myself, this is this is bizarre. What a people I I fall into a category mm -hmm. that I would say. Um, is a combination of Advent movie fan, yep, and Advent comic lover, mm. uh, which makes me one of the most spoiled. I, I fall into the category of one of the most spoiled people on the planet. Yeah, because I'm getting amazing movies about you, comics. You, this is the time to be alive for you. Oh, absolutely! Like, good thing you weren't born in. 1947 right when post-war yeah and everyone was you would have been yeah, making anyway. babies i don't so anyways yeah um so my question for you so i went into this film knowing all about quentin beck cool now this movie makes some changes okay. there were some surprises for me okay oh, cool. um and i can i can break down those for you but mm. i first want to hear you talk about mm. Quentin Beck. I want to hear you talk about Mysterio. Mm. Break down what you were expecting, what your suspicions were, um, and and sort of you know what your overall experience with the character was. Yeah, th that's a really loaded question. That's a good question. I, I guess I don't even know myself what I was expecting. I, I had I had like one percent exposure to him. I was, to be honest, I was just surprised he was such a mentor to Peter and that he was just benevolently like he was just good and he was 
helping mankind. And I was just did you did you sorry did you know that Mysterio well, was part of well, did you know he's a villain? I th- I that thought he's one he of Spider Man's rogues gallery. I I just had visions of him in the old Spider Man cartoon from what is that the sixties okay. of just him doing something sinister. I just remember that fi- like a fishbowl head and like him hypnotizing people or something. And so for the first half of this movie, I was just kind of like, I'm I'm missing something. I'll have to talk to Brady about this after because I'm just confused. And obviously things became transparent and clear pretty pretty quickly, you know, partway through the movie. Um, he was played by an actor I enjoy, so it's hard to differentiate the two. I, I enjoyed his presence on the screen that is um, Mysterio, um, but I'm not sure how much is that of that is tied to Jake Gyllenhaal and... Um, again, I talked about just his like musical undertones of that like synthesizer. I was that just got me. I'm like, this is so cool. Did you know that this that's awesome. not actually the pronunciation of his name? Have you I, seen this I interview? There are a lot of names I mispronounce so, that could be one. So Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, but but everyone pronounces it. Like, oh. in Hollywood, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake but he was Gyllenhaal. he did okay. an interview with I think it was Conan. Okay. Uh, which kind of surprised me because I don't mm. like Conan. Um, <laughs> but. Um, and it's because it's like a Swedish name. Oh. Um, it legitimately is like Jake Elinhall. Uh, like it's got like a real yeah yeah. I'll have so to, everyone I'll have to look it. it up and send it to you. But it's uh, like yeah, it's it's really cool. the pronunciation of it is really dramatic. So, hmm. anyways, that's a little you know. Hmm. And that, sir, you can take to the bank. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I guess I was just. I was confused by what I was seeing, but it became clear okay. probably through the movie. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, sure. Way? So so going into it, I like Quentin Beck um, at his at his root, mm-hmm. right? Is um, like if if you take a character and break him down. Yeah. Norman Osborn. Yep. The Green Goblin. Yep. Is a scientist. Of course. Um so was Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if, you know, if you get into, man, all the villains that I'm thinking for everybody right now are science. Like hmm. Mr. Freeze was hmm. a, was a scientist. Yep. Um, the Riddler. Mm. Right. So the Riddler in, in many incarnations mm-hmm. um, actually worked with the GCPD. Hmm. Um, and he was a uh, kind of a forensic hmm type guy uh so anyways quentin beck yep. is an actor mm. um often theatric uh, like a theatrical actor sure um in new york so like broadway stuff and yep. whatever okay. um but he's always been an actor hmm. uh which has kind of meant that in the comics you can never really trust him you right. never really take anything he says for face value. Right. So I was watching this movie thinking to myself, mm. hmm, <laughs> there's, there's more going on here right. than what meets the eye. Right. Um, yeah. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah, the second that um, Peter was handing the glasses, mm-hmm. Edith, Edith? Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. To Quentin, mm-hmm. 
Um, these are the glasses that Tony wears in several MCU movies. They're sort of like his AR glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, he passes those along to Peter. Yep. Um, along with that comes like a whole massive operating system with weapons mm-hmm. and all this crazy stuff. A lot of tech. Um, yeah. And Peter feels like he's not the the guy to to have this responsibility. Yeah. Um, and so he gives it to Quentin. Yep. And as <laughs> that's not? happening, I'm sitting there going, "Oh no!" You you did literally you like you whispered, and I heard I'm like, "What? Chill, Brady." You're yeah. like, "Oh no! Oh like, no!" What? Uh, and the what second Peter leaves the bar where it's all, like, the yeah. music changes. Mm-hmm. And it turns into this, like... Decrepit yeah, pile of what is trash. being revealed to us here. Yeah. Um, so, but... So, needless to say, I knew he was no good. Okay. Yep. I knew he was lying. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, which I found heartbreaking. It was it was heartwarming, the scenes where, like, he was this mentor to Peter. Together, yeah. Well, and just even, like, the, the emotional, yeah, like, just the mentorship. And it could be a real partnership that's partnership for him here. Yeah, or just, like, hey, I get, even when he's like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, you should turn away, just leave. Yeah. Go pursue MJ, pursue a normal life, be happy. Yeah. Like, it was like, hey, like, this guy is emotionally invested he uh, sticks up when Sam Jackson is ripping him in the room. Yeah. He's like, hey, back off, fool. Yeah, absolutely. This, guy's, this kid's smart. Sorry, absolutely. interrupting. It, it was, um, yeah. So he was no good from... So I knew he, I knew that was... I had suspicions that he was lying about the multiverse. Right. Um, Which is a question. Like, that was BS? Like, that's not true? It was total true? BS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't not sure. sure. There's I no wasn't multiverse. Sure I, which, it's a sad note. I was like, dang, this is kind of cool. I had no idea it's what cool. Mysterio was. Um... Yeah, it's cool. My problem with multiverses is I've always found it to be lazy writing. Oh, okay. Um, Because you get bored with the characters you've got, and so you introduce alternate versions of them. Right. I I don't know. And some people really like it. They think it's a lot of fun. Sure. I've always just – it doesn't do it for me. I've always found it to be really lazy. That's right. But – uh, the thing I didn't know was going to happen, the thing that um, the MCU kind of added as a fun little addition mm. is that Quentin Beck is a former employee of Tony Stark. Right. Yes. Um, who, yep. who, and that's sort of his motives mm-hmm. is that, you know, yeah. Tony was, was not... Uh, didn't acknowledge was the, not qualified to have the technology right. that he had, and he and didn't acknowledge these like what uh, Jake G could do with these advancements that he's yeah. made. Oh yeah, like, uh, and and so yeah, and so there's a lot of parts where he's talking. Um, he's he's kind of got this band of followers. Yeah, all who at some <laughs> point have been burned Screwed. by yeah. Tony, right? And think Tony's yeah. just a dick. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. He, wow. Yeah. For and a Various lot of the time reasons. he was. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So he didn't sugarcoat. So things. that was that was really interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, Surely you have a piece of trivia for me. I do. Do you want to get into it now? Or oh, later? whatever. It's just, not good I look trivia. Forward to it. It's a little weak. We it's this. a little weak. Um. I. Well, it's right on par then. <laughs> Okay, the first. Oh, shots fired! I I just skimmed over that what you said just because it's true. No, it's not true. Okay, I got two things. One's I'm just it's just a I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Okay, it I find over under predictions kind of fun 
because it's fun not knowing. And then a couple of weeks now or a couple of years from now, we'll look back and be like, oh. that was the dumbest thing. This isn't a good over under. It's just a conversation piece. It'll okay. be more of like a binary yes, no uh, kind of question. Okay. But um, so just some context. So obviously Spider-Man Homecoming, which came out in 2017. Yeah. Was the sixth highest grossing movie of that year. So it okay. did well. Did well. Um, and in Factoring fact, in the fact that like hundreds of movies come out a year now. <laughs> yeah. 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 When it used to be 10. Sure. So yeah. yeah. It, um, it's a lot harder to hit those, um, yeah. those top 10 spots. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so specifically uh, when it came out in opening week, it grossed 163 million, a little over, a little over. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious what your over-under prediction is. So do you think Far From Home will be greater than or less than 163 million? Oh, greater. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Hands down. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Sure. It, it's it got a little bit to do with the success of Homecoming. Which, yeah, obviously there's always the trickle-down effect. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think it's 99% to do with Endgame. Mm, it's the first okay. movie after Endgame. Yeah. It's a movie that's coming out only six weeks yeah. after Endgame that wasn't that came long out. Ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a market for it. Everyone's hot for it. Yeah. yeah. And the marketing in the trailers has been, uh, th- this is what it's like to live in, in a post-Tony world. Right. Yeah. I mean... I think I think you're probably right. Like it's it's going to be a hot movie, and um, it came out the exact same time of year. Like it came out July seventh, yeah. And so we're here July whatever it is second, second. Today. so pretty close, almost to yeah. the week. This is the first weekend. This is opening weekend. Yeah, I oh, know the sorry. Could you repeat what you asked me? This is like the numbers that you gave me. That's oh, opening, opening weekend. week. Opening week. Not so the, the first weekend, week. but the week. Because I had to um, look at that. Because I this is such a weird release date. We talked about this. Like it came out the, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Although, see, that's we. Oh, we. St- I still don't. Because uh, all the posters say July. July. 5th. Right. So. I'd, and today's yeah. the second, and we definitely just watched it. Yeah. So. So anyway, App- apples to apples, opening week was um, one sixty three million for that movie two years so ago. So if if Homecoming did one sixty three, yeah. My prediction would be that. Far from home does one seventy five. Yeah, I I mean we'll see, right? I mean I'm I've got some projections from different sources. Some are saying two hundred, some are saying one fifty four, some are close to you saying one seventy. So I mean, I think it'll be a really big success just from the number one success. Do really well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, because there's hype going into it. Yes. And it's a great movie. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. honestly, there are... I mean, this movie ends... I, we're jumping all over the place, but it <laughs> seems to be what we do. Mm-hmm. This movie, When this movie ends, Peter gets the girl. Yeah. And, yeah, it is. And, which happens in a lot of superhero movies. Sure. But I don't think any time that it's happened in a superhero movie i've been quite affected by it or as happy for the hero 
as I was this time. Why? That's I interesting. Know. I don't know. Just, yeah? I think I think the age, like, they're supposed to be 16, mm-hmm. and so there's something about that, like, teenage mm. love. Yep. Um, I don't know. You're just, you're hooked. There's just something so fun about their relationship and exciting that she knows that he's mm-hmm. Spider-Man now. Right. She deduced it. Is that... I'm trying to remember from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. Did Mary Jane know or did he tell her? Um, I can't remember. So she finds out in the second one. Yeah, but I can't remember how. Um, Oh. Because Doc Ock has got her kidnapped kidnapped in the warehouse down by the lake. And and the mask just ends up getting mangled enough that when he turns around, she sees him. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Which is such a great, bizarre... It's one of the great things about Spider-Man is that he... um, He's not cool. Like, Peter Parker is not cool. He's not supposed to be. And so when you... When you have a character who has a rough go at school and in his everyday life, Mm -hmm. he's super relatable to a lot of people. Right. Right? So there's that tangibility there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And from a character standpoint, like to put yourself in the story, imagine being MJ or imagine being anybody who finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and realizing that this total dweeb (laughs) is spider-man like right i don't know it's just it's such a you know he he lives two very different lives right yeah you know and it's not even it's in some ways it's similar to a clark kent superman thing Mm. but the difference with clark kent and superman Mm -hmm. is that soup that Superman's true identity mm-hmm. is Superman. Right. Is Kal-El. Right. And he puts on the right. disguise yep. of Superman. Clark Kent. Or Clark Kent, sir. Yeah. So he's he's not actually a yeah. loser. Right. Yeah. Peter Parker is, is Peter a loser. Parker. That is who he is. That is who he is. There's no right. That's just who he is. That's an interesting point. He's just point. a geeky nerd. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. smart kid in school. <laughs> right? Um, right? And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he's just such a great, tangible, rela- uh, relatable, right. down-to-earth character. It's easy to cheer for him. Very. Yeah. yeah. Very. So, uh, this question. I found it interesting. I, I love Spider-Man. Um it's it's a who am I question. Okay. Okay. So I, the actor, and who I want you to guess. You might know this. If you do, give a couple seconds just for rhetorical this response for the audience to think about. A Spider-Man movie. This is a, a general Spider-Man cinema question. Okay. Not specifically to do with tonight's movie. Specifically, it has to do with the Tobey Maguire and Maguire. Oh, so you gave you've given me too much. Okay. But, well, okay. I have to tell you. Okay. So, go on. Uh, I was going to replace Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 in 2004 after Maguire got injured during the filming of Seabiscuit in 2003. But luckily, Tobey Maguire's injuries healed up and he came back on set and it was never an issue. Who am I? 
Hmm. I... What I want to say, I feel like is wrong. <laughs> Just your feelings. I My guess, and I think it's wrong, mm. but my guess would be if I had to, if I had to venture one, sure, would be Jake Gyllenhaal, and my reasoning behind that is, it's just too ironic, right? First of all, and second of all, if you put a picture of the two of them side by side, <laughs> right, they're very similar looking actors, right? Do you want to know the answer? Yes, I do. Okay, so the actor's name, and I have trouble pronouncing it, it's Jake. Elinhul. <laughs> so it is him. It is him. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Good, See, good job. Totally. They are very, They're very, very similar, similar in appearance. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. 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 That would be very different for me. And it, it would have worked. I feel. Oh like. yeah. It's we, not like saying Dwayne off. Johnson or something. Like it's. They're yeah. Very it's similar not like you know. Oh, we're gonna bring in Robin Williams. <laughs> That yeah. I would watch that. Or Topher Grace. <laughs> hey, easy. We're gonna save him for the third one. <laughs> oh Lord, have you mercy. know? Because we watch that '70s show and we think Venom. Venom, Venom, right Venom. there. Um, so I'm Eddie jump- Brock. <laughs> jumping back to you talking about how likable Peter Parker is in general. Something I thought about when I was watching these movies, and so I had this when I saw Homecoming in 2017. I walked out of the theater and I had this feeling that I just couldn't put my finger on. I'm, I maybe I still can't, but um, I I watched it again tonight in Far From Home, and I'm wondering what is it about this that I like, and I think these two movies, this newest genre of Spider-Man's, I think they have a, something in common with Stranger Things, in that. It's a way for the audience to re- reimagine their childhood okay. with a humor twist on it. Because it's so light. It's so frothy. Like, it's it's not thinking back about your childhood and realizing, like, hey, when I was a kid, polio was around. Right. It's getting to reimagine, like, just visualize it in a light, positive environment. And I just, I don't know. I, okay. I can't, I can't put my finger exactly on it, but there's just some commonality to those two shows that there's just a pleasure in watching I'd, these I'd, juvenile people interact, and it's entertaining, it's lighthearted, but I don't know. I don't see it, but... Hey, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. No, I, no, no. Well, I am I going mean, on... T- yeah. You know, all film is subjective, and mm-hmm. that's the fun. Yeah. Um, but, no, cool. Yeah. I mean, because I watch Stranger Things, and I'm like, dang, I wish I lived in the 80s. But in reality... <laughs> Maybe I'm just mis mis uh, mis misunderstanding what living in the '80s would actually be like. Like I probably wouldn't have a cool Winona crew Ryder. to you know all that either. Like she I wouldn't, wouldn't have be a, around. She probably wouldn't be. Wouldn't have a cool crew to play Dungeons and Dragons with in my basement, or actual aliens to kind of uh, monsters to heighten the Demi situation. Gorgons. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season three is coming out real soon. Yeah, it like is in a couple of days. Yeah, can we review TV shows? Sure. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, man, so many good things in this movie. Right. 
It was. We see three, three, one, two, three, four. We see four separate Spidey suits in this movie. Yeah. 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 So we see the film starts and he's in his iron spider suit. Iron. Oh, yes. Yep. Tony. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, Then he has his far from home or his homecoming suit. His homecoming suit. Yep. Um, then some crazy German girl yeah. who's working for Nick Fury <laughs> right. builds a, st- builds the stealth suit for him, which is kind of, which is crap. an all black kind of thrown together suit. I mean, aesthetically it's like, I, I could have thrown a paper or a garbage bag myself and you didn't like it. Just as, I mean, it was okay. To be honest, it reminded me more of the suit that Tobey Maguire wore when he went to that wrestling right. competition and it was literally like uh, a ski mask and a sweater that he found in his dad's Which basement. is very similar to the suit that um, in Civil War when Tony Stark shows up mm, right. and first recruits Tom Holland. Right. He's already been using... Yeah. He's got like welding goggles and yeah. stuff, right? But I mean, like this is a... Uh, engineered suit yes that he was given not something from his grandma's basement so i, I was i had higher expectations for that what was it the monkey suit the no, night the, monkey the night monkey suit. night monkey is what they end up calling him right yeah um hmm. and then towards the end of the film he fashions together using um like a tony one of tony's crazy 3d printing yeah. type things yeah um he fashions together a red and black suit Mm -hmm. which was sharp looking oh yeah yeah and gets mangled (laughs) yeah suit gets virtually destroyed right but yeah you know and then is pristine and perfect by the end of the movie again Mm -hmm. so something i found this is like on a specific scale not like on a large story scale um it was weird watching spider-man not in new york and i know in some of the avenger movies he's been in outer space and in just other universes or what have you but it's weird seeing him in venice in venice or london and all these different locations absolutely and also just from when those monsters started like destroying venice i'm like please dear god not venice like i know there's like there's some, detroit take there's, what you want from detroit but leave venice <laughs> you can have the whole dang city just take atlanta please <laughs> but um yeah like some some really old architecture yeah getting destroyed I, i'm i actually kind of like that it was cool just being in somewhere other than new york but it yeah. was weird yeah. It was weird. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I We've talked about this in one other movie, at least. But it was... I just did a quick Google search. I was curious just what the age of our main characters were. Like, the actors who played them. And they were all within, like, the 22, 23-year-old. So... Yeah, Tom Holland's pretty young still. Yeah. Yeah. Someone... Uh, so, the guy who plays Flash... And I'm going to mispronounce his name. I, I've got it in scribbly writing. It's Tony something R- Rivoli. 
I thought he was a lot older because he's been in a lot of movies. He's been like the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is about four or five years old. Okay. So I assumed he was older, like maybe 27, 28, 29. No, but he's... But he's 23. 23? Yeah. Very so, interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess not that it's it's a it's a requirement to have all your actors in high school being close to high school age. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Um, man, what else? What else? I mean, there's some things towards the end that I'm... Right. You know, so... Should we get to that now or so, later? Okay, so at the end of the movie, yeah, there's a moment... Yes. ...when um, there's news coverage. We can say when it was, like, can we? Well, because if they've seen the movie... Like, sure. Oh, yeah. It was a post-credit scene. Was were, were they both post? I'm trying to remember mm. if the one part for sure was part of the post-credit scene. Okay. Because the post-credit scene is kind of just a continuation of the last scene when they're in Times Square. Right. Yes. That is. Yep. Yeah, that's um, true. Actually. And yep. so I can't remember. I can't remember if this part happens before or no. I guess they're both in the post-credit scene. Okay. Yeah. Um. But he's in New York Mm -hmm. and um, in Times Square Mm -hmm. and a news coverage uh, over the death of Mysterio Mm -hmm. comes up on the screen. Yeah. (laughs) And they cut to an exclusive Uh, from the Daily Bugle. Yes. And uh, dailybugle.net. Dot net. Because this is the 20s. This is the 20. Yeah. Almost the 2020s. Oh, yeah. Um, The roaring 20s. And. and so we we had uh, the return mm-hmm. of the, a character mm-hmm. named J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yes. Um, who back in the um, back in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies yep. was played by uh, shoot no, no 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 don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons yes. is the actor's name. Oh, so good! Um, and so he, good. he was fantastic. Oh. Like he was perfect. Yeah, in that role. So good. Um, and I don't think they had a J. Jonah in in the Andrew Garfield, the Mark oh, Webb oh, ones. Oh, sorry. I've not seen. I've seen like half of the first. Okay. So I can't really comment. So I don't. I don't think I know they reference him. I know they talk about him, and maybe there were plans to bring him in sure. later on. But they don't. He never pops up. No. Um, so it was only a matter of time before <laughs> they cast an actor yeah. to play J. Jonah in the in our new mm-hmm. MCU yep. Spider-Man universe. Yep. Uh, and who 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 did they get? Who did they get to play him? Why? Why are you looking at me funny? I want you to finish the sentence because I'm, <laughs> I'm actually confused. I'm, I'm. It's a build up. It's it's you, a build up for a review. I'm, you know. Yeah, I know you're say. setting up the serve, and I, I'm not spiking it. You're not spiking. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm watching the ball like hit the ground hit the six ground times, and, and yeah. the audience is yeah. like, "What the heck?" They are got you doing? they got J.K. Simmons back. Oh, sorry. I thought sorry. I thought you had said that, and I was like, "No." Yes, Brady. It's so yes. perfect. Oh, it was it's amazing. So, it was amazing. Like, uh, it was like uh, a great grandfather coming home. It was from so good. the war, and they didn't even like just, so in the 
Uh, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, yep. they put a hairpiece on him so that he's got the full. In this, they didn't. It was just it was just yep. balding J.K. Simmons with the mustache up on the screen with, with the, the mustache. Yeah, doing some news coverage, and it was this glorious, glorious moment. And true to his character, like wasn't he still throwing Spider-Man under the bus? Oh yeah, hates yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> terrorizing the streets and whatever else oh, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah uh, oh, so good. then and now let me say mm-hmm. there have been 22 mcu movies including including this including this okay yep all of them mm-hmm. with the exception of endgame although now including endgame because they just re-released endgame yeah with a post-credit scene yeah all of them have had post-credit scenes right some of them too yep most yep. of them too okay um maybe not the first phase but sure. we got into having two yeah um so let's say let's say there's probably 37 38 post-credit scenes yeah in the, some one. somewhere in that range this one wins this hmm. one wow this one had me just like don't end there. <laughs> Give me more. What is what right. when is it's gonna be a couple years before the next right. Spider Man movie? Yeah. What did you just do to me? And I just want to clarify, just for those viewers at home, this beats the chicken shawarma eating post credits. Oh, absolutely. Night and day. That one was cute, humorful, entertaining. But this one was groundbreaking. So they're standing there yeah. in Times Square. Yes. J. Jonas done his thing. And he's like, yeah, we've got some exclusive footage to show you. And, yeah. and it cuts to some doctored footage mm-hmm. of Mysterio. Yep. Um, doctored in the sense that like it's been altered. Yes. Um, to make Spider-Man look like he was the one... Behind mm-hmm. the attacks, yes. Like Mysterio was still the hero, yes. And Spider-Man was the one behind the attacks. Yep. And in that moment, when he makes that, when when that goes, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man, Peter's standing in Times Square in full Spider-Man garb. Yeah. And you get this sense of, oh shoot. Uh, mm-hmm. This is how is he going to fix this? How is he going to overcome this? and clear his name and get people to restore faith in Spider-Man again. Yeah. Uh, and and so then it cuts back to J. Jonah. Mm-hmm. And J. Jonah says something along the lines of, if you think that's whatever. Something. Look at this. Just wait. And just wait. Yeah. And it cuts back to Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. who, who on the news... Mm-hmm. Which is not only playing in Times Square, but it's yeah. I, it's the news. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. it'll be online and it'll be on you know sure. wherever sure. says. Yeah, Peter Parker. Or no, he says Spider Man's real name mm-hmm. is Peter, Puh. and then it he he goes put and then it cuts out, it like glitches, and then you go, whew, that was close. Oh yeah, and then it cuts back in and he goes, <laughs> his real name is peter parker yeah and we cut back to spider-man who goes 
I wish I could remember the line, but it was like, what the hell? Or like yeah. something like, it, just like, this, yeah, like he just, his stomach just comes up to the back of his throat and yeah. he like, and then it cuts to black and yep. you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's something new to the Spider-Man cinema universe to have his identity publicly known yeah because i thought oh okay we've been here done that public perception of him being kind of skewed as a villain sure we've been there sure but not this but never this not this yeah man yeah um i i don't even i don't know i might just put my head in the sand for a couple years till this gets resolved in the next movie because that's a big deal this is yeah this is I loved this scene. It was so good. This scene had this scene did everything that a post credit scene mm-hmm. is supposed to do. It had me a hundred percent gripped. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. It wasn't just the cliche. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was big. It was key. Yeah. Um, yeah. So rewinding a little bit. Sure. Because <laughs> we just talked about the very end. The ending. Yeah. Now the very very ending. Yeah. Uh, the second post credit screen. Yes. Right. So there's the mid credit scene yep. and the post credit scene. Yes. So the mid credit scene is the crazy one we just talked about. Yep. The post credit scene um is the one where they reveal that um that Maria Hill and uh Nick Fury haven't actually been Maria Hill and Nick Fury yeah. throughout the entire movie. Right. Um, and now you haven't seen Captain Marvel. No, no, um, I did not. So I will have to give you, I'll have to lend it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. So they're, they're driving in the car and it cuts to the inside of the car. Mm-hmm. And you realize that they there there's sh- the shape shifting thing called the scrolls. Mm, okay. Um, so yep. scrolls are this they're they're this alien race mm. um, who are able to shape shift and take on the voice and whatever else mm-hmm. if, you know. Mm. And so y- you discover that Nick Fury and Maria Hill are actually scrolls. Yeah. And that. The actual Nick Fury is like on some spaceship somewhere, yeah, on holidays. Yes, like yeah. He's having a little my tie on the quote-unquote beach. Yeah, yeah. So that was just kind of a fun, which they typically do. So typically in these Marvel movies, mm. the mid-credit scene is the holy crap scene, right? And then the post-credit scene now is just kind of a goofy little sure, yeah. We throw something yep. extra in there. Yep type of thing yep. so so on the topic of Nick Fury I, I made a note of this when we were watching this like Sam this is a little bit of a like it, it's not news to anyone but Nick or um, Sam Jackson is a legend yes he's awesome and apparently doesn't age no because he looks the same yeah he went to the uh, for a very long time yeah yeah um, so a couple another little tidbit that I found entertaining. So there was the scene where MJ and Peter finally go on that walk. And I was like, finally, like goodness, everything Brad was getting in there. He had this plan. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got to take her on a walk, give yeah. her some jewelry. Yeah. Um, but so he finally takes her on this walk and relays to him, like, hey, I know you're Spider-Man. And he says, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Um, Can you, like, let's break down that moment for a second. Sure. Yeah. What a total freak out panic moment that would be. Ooh, sweat dripping down my back. Do like, I lie? Do I tell the truth? Which, yeah. Well, no, definitely you lie. You definitely lie. I don't know. But, but, like, it's, How much do you it's trust a lie. This person? It's a lie that he's totally unprepared for. He doesn't have a story. Like, right. He, it's, he's not good at lying because why would you need to be? Yeah. Why would you? It's, it's never going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to figure it out. Right. And so when he goes to lie, it's it's not a smooth lie. No. Oh, no. It was totally on. on he just made it up. He's like, hop. what? No. Wait, no. I, I, I'm not Spider-Man. What are you talking about? Who's Spider-Man why, again? Why would you think I'm Spider-Man? Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but a little tidbit Easter egg. Um, I liked at the end of this conversation she said something about uh, did you actually think I was Spider-Man or something along those lines and she said yeah I was 67% sure and I was like dang that's a really specific number so I was like is that when did the comics come out was it 1967 it was not the uh, 1960s cartoon came out in 1967 okay so I thought that was cool. Do you think? Do you think that's a coincidence? No, that's an Easter egg. That yeah. That maybe. is an emu Easter egg. Like that's it's too random and specific, too specific to be random. True. I would think. I would think anyway. Um, kind of a visually cool sequence was the Mysterio uh, hallucin. They're not hallucinations, but they're what. Vi- Illusions. Well, illusions, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, which kind of happens twice. Th- I'm referring... Well, I guess they're both good, but I the first, the first one to me was best. fantastic. Um, which is also... Like, Mysterio has always been smoke and mirrors. Mm. Like, that's a part of his, yep. his thing. Right. Being a theatrical acting... Right. Whatever. Right, because you mentioned um, But visually, these scenes are stunning. Yes. Like, just so colorful and fun to watch. Yeah. And terrifying. Like, I would be terrified to have actual hallucinations based off these scenes. Like, they were well done, but terrifying if I was Peter Parker in these scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not knowing what's real, what's not. And that's the thing is there is a there's a moment in the movie when you realize we we can't trust anything. No. <laughs> And that's a really, like, even as an audience member. Right. It's a very helpless feeling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, I ain't, like, we can't trust it. We, <laughs> we can't. He doesn't know if who he's talking to is who he's actually talking to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any of it. Yeah. Um. Little note about the soundtrack i'm gonna mispronounce this name it's also a name that starts with a g michael giacchino giacchino regardless he's uh did the soundtrack for this movie 
I knew him from uh, Lost. He did the soundtrack for Lost, and that's about all I knew him from. He actually has a pretty extensive resume. So he did, obviously, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, The Incredibles, and he actually has a couple Oscars for doing Up and Ratatouille. A couple oh, wow. Oscar nominations. One one Oscar from, from Up, but we mentioned the soundtrack earlier. So I enjoyed it. Soundtrack-wise, well I was missing something. I... In the first one, yes, they did a fantastic job of yes. adapting the original yes. Spider-Man theme. Yes, um, like the do do do. Yes, do do do. But they did it with like violins and like they yep. made it very orchestral. Yeah, uh, and it never happened in this one. So not Bra- once. Brady, are you copying off my notes here? Because no. that is, I I had although two... you did photocopy them for some. Well, just so I can mark them up reason. while we're talking. Oh, okay. The one will go into the Radio Broadcasting Hall of Fame, the marked ones. In the vault. Yeah. Yeah, so I had two problems. One was that, and the other, that there was the Avengers theme playing throughout it. And I don't know if that's... That seems weird to me. I don't know if that's supposed to be symbolic because he's an Avenger now. Okay. Okay. Because there there are the... Yeah. I couldn't think of any... I would have been okay with a healthy mix of... Yeah. I just and we didn't get that. I just wanted that jingle at the beginning because you you referenced it. It was at the the beginning of Homecoming, yeah. And it just it got my juices, nostalgic juices flowing of like, oh yeah, here's our Spider-Man jingle. Let's get into like this new creation of Spider-Man, and yeah, it was still a good movie, still a good intro, but uh, I was surprised not to see that. Um, I mean, question, answer. I, I don't know. I'm. I haven't had much sleep recently, so maybe I'm just. This is a silly point. I. Part of me was wondering when when they were interviewing Peter Parker. Or no, sorry, they were actually interviewing Spider-Man, and saying, "What will you do if aliens come? What will we do if this or that?" Do you which version of Spider-Man do you prefer? Like a a micro problem-solving Spider-Man, where he's like just solving petty crimes, but you delve more into him emotionally or a macro Spider-Man where he's solving problems of like universe avenging science problems because to me the micro Spider-Man is more reflective of what I think Spider-Man and that I could be completely wrong but just as innocent 1960s Spider-Man 1 2002 just very kind of small scale but more just about him versus like a world savior of well and i mean this is the first live action film where he this is the largest scaled threat Mm -hmm. that he's ever dealt with on his own on his own right um and even then i don't know I think I still think it was a small petty. I st- I still think this was a micro Spider-Man film. Okay. I think what's throwing you off is that it wasn't in New Queens. York. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, if you look at Spider-Man throughout cinema history in the two thousands, sure, and the two thousand tens. Yep. Uh, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man. He's up against the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's quest is to do what he was I coming don't up with some form really of remember what genetic exactly something 
Yeah. Yeah. All, all uh, I remember is he was doing kind of Ill- illegal testing. Yeah, he was doing some something. bad stuff. Yeah. And I don't really remember. <laughs> um, the second one. Yep. He's up against Dr. Octavius. Yes. Um, who is using... Um, Fusion or... F- what's the... Uh, oh. Iridium? No. Oh, titanium? No. Anyways, it's yeah. it's like this super rare. Yeah, he's creating like this this renewable energy thing, um, but the problem is is it's a a dangerous experiment. It's not working. Right, and it's putting others in risk. And he becomes desperate to do it, and so he's like robbing banks and yeah. whatever for the funding. Um, again, set in New York. The yep. third one, very similar. Uh, he's up against Hobgoblin now, which is Harry, mm-hmm. uh, avenging the death of his father. Yep. And Eddie Brock uh, and the symbiote. Yes. Um, as Venom. Yep. Mark Webb's Spider-Man are very similar. Okay, so the first one he's up against uh, the lizard. Okay. Uh, and the second one he's up against Electro. Mm-hmm. But they both still just take place in New York. Right. Homecoming, he's up against Vulture. Mm-hmm. With alien tech. Yep. But still just based in New York. Right. This one, he's up against Mysterio. Mm-hmm. With drones. Right. And But the final fight still only just kind of happens in Berlin. Hmm. Um, so it's... Scale-wise, yep. it's not any bigger of a fight. Fair. It's just set yeah. global. It's set internationally. It's set abroad. Right. And so maybe that's what makes it feel mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. No. Fair. Fair. I, I mean, I still enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, What else do I have on my list here? Anything else you want to talk about? Um... I don't think so. I mean, Tom Holland is just spot on. I, I um, when the Amazing Spider-Mans came out, both of them. Yeah. I just Andrew Garfield. Oh, I like. I couldn't keep the vomit down. Gosh. I just, I physically couldn't. I enjoy the movies. I, I never felt drawn to watch them, and so, still, my, um, mission statement in life is that Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. But that okay. being said, these Tom Holland movies, I might even enjoy them as much, and at times maybe more than the original Sam Raimi. Spider-Man's. Oh, I would I would say uh, that Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. I I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that, but I'm close. I am close. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think Tobey Maguire made a great. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think he was quirky enough and funny and sarcastic enough okay. as Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. Sure. When he was in the outfit. Yep. He was way off as Peter Parker. <laughs> For many reasons. He was this cool, perfect-haired, skateboarding... Hipster. Just, hipster dude. Yeah. 
Uh, like had cool clothes. Which is just, not no. You know, uh, Tom Holland is is quirky. Yep. And funny. Yes. And as Spider Man. Yep. And when he's not Spider Man, he's dumpster diving for DVD players, <laughs> and he's he's like a mathlete. He's right. traveling as a mathlete. Yeah. And like it's just crazy. Yeah. No, I, he's he's excellent, and it's just I'm I'm not ready to do that just for emotional reasons, but theoretically, I I, I think he's an amazing Spider-Man, and these these two movies are fantastic. They're fun. They do justice to the Spider-Man cinematography or cinematic representation of Spider-Man. I I love them. They're great. Yeah. I I actually just came across um, an Esquire dot com ranking of the spider-man movies and i'm just going to read them out loud real quick of all of the movies made in the 2000s and 2010s okay so all seven of them eight this one includes spider-man into the into the spider-verse okay. which, which i haven't seen Ooh. so i'm okay. just i'm just going to read them out loud and just which, generally which oh. which won an oscar what for what oscar spider-man into the one best animated really yeah Man, it's, it's a big gotten, deal. It's gotten a lot of attention. It's a big deal. And it's, I overlooked it. It's good. Is it? And I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Sure. And then it won an Oscar. And that night after the Oscars, I wow. watched it because I'm like, okay, hang on. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hold the phone. So I'm going to read this list to you, and I just want just your general thought. I mean... It is what it is. It's just a list. So at the very tail, not surprisingly, Spider-Man 3 from 2007. Um, the next two well, on ooh, the list. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. So this is their opinion, Esquire.com. Okay. So I would say, yeah, the, at the bottom is that one. Spider-Man 3. Yep. Followed by the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next. <clears throat> What's that? Six. Followed by this includes Far From Home. Yes. Okay. Yep. Followed by Um Followed by the first Amazing Spider Man? Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, so to recount, Spider Man three is the worst. Yep. Uh, according to this, like the last place. Then the two Amazing Spider Mans are seven six. Yep. So followed what's next? by the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Okay. Is that right? It's not. Okay. Which okay. I find... Okay. Oh. Sorry. Uh, see, that's where I would put it, though. But no, I, um, I would agree. I would agree with you. I disagree um, with this list. Shoot. You, you okay, so I'm going to continue the way I would do it. Sure. You tell me I would, how you would I would do it. that one. Then I would do... Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Then I would do Spider-Man Homecoming. Sure. Then I would do Spider-Man 2 by Sam Raimi, and then I would do this one, Far From Home. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 is gold. Spider-Man 2 is such an an amazing 
he like hangs up the he, they they tapped into so many comic book storylines mm. like when he gives up yep and he doesn't want to be spider-man anymore yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's 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 good so and i even got used to when they first came out i was a little put back by the notion that they had given toby mcguire organic web shooters mm, i'm sorry you liked this i was i was like when it first came out i was a little put back oh sure okay i was like ah that's weird that's because yep. mm-hmm. producing and shooting web has never been Ever. his powers no um he builds web shooters it's part of his yep. genius yep um but i got you get over it pretty quick sure and yeah. you go hey you know that's actually that's kind of cool it's it a makes subtlety. sense it it's makes a, sense yeah it's a, a subtlety yeah so i i would generally agree with what you said i mean it's you can argue all day just about flip-flopping and all you these. haven't seen it well and some of these films you haven't seen right Right. I don't need to see the Amazing Spider-Man movies. No. Uh, but, but Into the Spider-Verse, I would recommend. So, so they that's had that, the one where you wouldn't know where to put. They had that one as number one. Yeah. See, it's... They had Spider-Man 2 as the second. Then Spider-Man. What? Then Homecoming. No, no, no. Then Far From Home. Then The Two Amazings. And okay. then Spider-Man 3. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think this list okay, is out so here's, to lunch. So, here, so I have a couple questions. Sure. Then. Yeah. One, do you think that the first Spider-Man, with to- Tom, 2002. Tom, Sam Raimi's one, yep. yeah, okay. is better, is superior yep. than either of the MCU Spider-Man movies? Ooh. I, I mean... Apples and oranges because they're. I feel like they are different movies in a way. The the just the the MCU ones are just so comedic and witty. I. I think that would be a tougher question to ask. Or sorry to answer if you said is Spider Man two, better or worse than the M- two MCU movies. I think the two MCU movies are slightly better than Sam Raimi's original Spider Man. Okay. Question number two. Okay. Do you think that Far From Home yes. is a better movie than Homecoming? I'm going to go with no. Okay. And it's a very second. Like if one is like one is 98%, the other is 97%. Like it's okay. very close. I loved this movie we watched tonight. Yeah. Um, I just, I think I liked Homecoming a touch more. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Michael Keaton was in Homecoming. It's That's what to... I mean. Like, any movie with Michael Keaton in it, yeah. you you can't diss. Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm game with that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to add. I've got a question for you. Okay. Um, and I can't answer my own version of this when I ask myself. But we saw this movie on op- opening night. True. Uh, it was a full house. Uh, that wasn't the question. No. Okay. Um, what do you have? Some fun, just quick titles or experiences of seeing movies on opening nights that you want to share? Like you saw Wicker Man on opening night, or no, I didn't. Good, um, <laughs> good for the record. I saw opening night. Mm-hmm. Opening night. I saw Deadpool, the first Deadpool oh, opening cool. night. Cool. Pat. Oh, yeah, I imagine. No, 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 no. Okay. Like, packed. fire marshal was called. It was so packed. The last two people mm-hmm. that entered the theater before the movie started, because it came out on Valentine's Day. 
Oh, okay. So a lot of people went to the theater yep. with their beloved. Sure. Um, the last two people to enter the theater were mm-hmm. a teenage couple. Oh, boy. They're on a date. <laughs> and they had to split up to go sit in the two remaining seats in the theater. <laughs> Every seat had a body in it. Wow. Wow. Packed. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I know, for, I'm sure I've seen some others on opening night. Sure. The only other one that I can think of for sure that I saw was The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Um, and yep. we drove two and a half hours. Yep. We bought two. Like, it was one of those mad dash. Like, mm. the website crashed when <sighs> tickets went on sale. Um, and so our tickets were bought within two minutes sure. of tickets going on sale. Yep. Um, and we were the first viewing in the theater on opening night. Uh and we drove two and a half hours to an IMAX theater. We saw it like wow. massive. Wow. Uh, seats were vibrating from the sound. <laughs> and wow. we sat in the front row mm-hmm. yep. in IMAX because that's where our seats were. Because we like it was Yikes. it was a lot of neck strain. It was a lot of back. And, but it sure. didn't matter because yep. it was opening night to a Star Wars movie. People had toy lightsabers people were wearing <sighs> jedi robes like so it was, cool it was star wars <laughs> yeah it was epic yeah um i think that's i think that's pretty much it you can't answer your version of this question i can't think of i'd have to see a list of the movies i've seen because i like i'm talking like legitimate opening night i'm not counting like hey i saw it the next day or like the week of opening i, th- I think I've, i saw infinity war i didn't i was late seeing endgame mm. The the only two that I could think of, and they were kind of opposites to each other. They were actually sequels to each other, but opposites in quality or reception. Uh, the Dark Knight, I saw. I'm pretty sure it was open. If it wasn't opening, it was that was a that was 11 years ago, so I can't remember. If it wasn't opening, it was pretty darn close. I just remember walking in, and it was kind of similar to the story you said. Like I, I walked in with a group, and it was like, where the heck are we sitting? literally just the front row is all that's left and we saw the late show of it so it was whatever 10 or 11 at night and just i was exhausted my neck was strained up some of these panoramic shots where they like did full circles of like different characters of just like conversations like i was getting dizzy but an amazing movie and awesome oh yeah uh another movie that i for sure saw on opening day was kind of well, the sequel to that, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises, Knight. and it was it's not that great of a movie comparatively. And um, it got a different reception for sure. For sure. Um, and I think a part of that was people didn't like what they were what they did with Bane. Mm. And originally, like I'm pretty sure prior to the tragic passing of Heath Ledger, right. the plan was to bring back sure. the Joker. Yep. Um, and yeah. instead, we ended up with, I mean, and Tom Hardy is an incredible actor. Oh, but yeah. we ended up with, yeah. or perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot the man before tossing him out of a plane. Oh. And they, like, actually, they actually did a whole, like, the original cut. Oh. I don't know if you know the story. Yeah. So the original cut of the film Eich. for, like, award <laughs> consideration or whatever, they bring people in, right? Uh, um, yeah. And nobody, nobody could understand anything that Bane was saying. Right. Nobody knew what the hell he was saying. Right. 
And so they had to, before releasing it theatrically, they had to fix it. They right. had to go in and change all of his voice, get him to like re-record stuff and change the effects and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm still laughing at that 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 uh, imitation. Though. It that works good. Hang on. That it works really better. Wait, it works better with an empty glass. Hang on. Okay, let's hear it. Everyone. What's one of the lines? That's the only line I know. I was raised in darkness. I was raised in darkness. <laughs> that is that is good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Right? I, I, Will you die if I take that mask off? It would be quite painful. I'm pretty tough. I I don't know. Oh, and then he's like, "Not for you." Oh yeah, yeah. See, there um, you go. Yeah, I. We'll get into this someday. I'm sure we'll review one of the Batman movies, but all of them. I we kind of touched on this earlier. All of them, including the Adam West ones. Sure, with shark repellent spray. <laughs> but we we talked we talked on this earlier with Endgame. I think probably a problem with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises was that matched intensity of Dark Knight was about kind of a moral danger of the Joker tarnishing Batman's reputation of the city versus having a physical danger like a nuclear bomb's going to go off. Big deal. Who cares? City blows up. I'm not that emotionally invested. It, stuff's going to happen. Right. But more... Anyway. Very side tangent. Yeah. Opening nights are fun. And uh, it was fun going on opening night tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Abs- it was fun going three days before the film actually releases. I felt... However that happened. Yeah. Now, was that because of our media passes being movie reviewers that we I got there? I think it's I think it's our status yeah. as film critics. Sure. As movie savants. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Hey. You know, they they... People used to look at us and say, yes, street rats. And now... They still do. Well, one of us. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now they go, no, no, don't come in yet. We'll we'll lay out a nice Red carpet. carpet. Yeah. 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 Please, please watch our movie. Yeah. So... Well, anything else that we need to talk about with this movie? With this movie? No. Yeah. What, what would you give it on a scale of zero... To ten. Zero being the absolute best. Zero being the worst. The zero being in the middle. What? Five, five being crap and ten being amazing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm zero. So kidding. Zero, right. no, I, I zero being the worst. No, no, I can't answer that way. No, I know. Please. I could because no, no, no. no but listen, For think the, about it. Sure. Because my answer scores higher than five. Okay. Nothing really changes. <laughs> Because only zero through five are inverted. Right. Right. See? Okay. See, you're not that clever. I'm not. No. But everyone knows that. That it's true. Knows me. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. The fact that you work on rockets all day is, hey, uh, as a physicist. Someone's got to fix those rockets. It's true. Uh, but, sir, sir, what would you give it out of 10? Uh, out of 10? Zero to 10? Yep. 10 being the best? Yeah. Zero being yep. the worst? Yep. Five being somewhere in the middle? Typically. Seven being, you know, not yeah. super great, but still yeah. pretty good. And three being kind of, eh, this is kind of crappy. I've but seen worse things, yeah. but I wouldn't take my spouse to it. Yes. Four being, okay, no, I get it. Um, two, what would two and a half, sorry, continue. Uh, I would give it a, 
an 8.5. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And I think I would give Homecoming an 8. I, th- I think this one just edged okay. out Homecoming a okay. little bit for me. Cool. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. Why? Because I really did. did like Michael Keaton. Oh, my gosh. In Homecoming, mm. that moment when he's driving them to the prom, oh. and you realize yes. that like, they both discover yeah. who the other one is. Yeah. And I was like... Well, you take a big gulp, like when you knock on oh the door. Oh my gosh! When you knock on the door, when he picks his date up for prom, and you're yeah. like, "Who's at the door?" Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they're like sitting at a red light, and yes. and Michael yeah. Keaton's like looking at him in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and it was in the theater. It was probably the <laughs> tensest I've ever been. It was terrifying. Yeah. Does he no know? No words were being exchanged. Yeah, and it was a terrifying scene. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. So no, that was a good that was a good few sequences in that movie, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael Keaton. Anyways, was the boss? I think that's pretty much it. Cool. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about what we saw. No, um, we don't do that when we do historically. No, middle of the bonus week. Yeah, this things. is bonus material. Bonus. 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 Uh, yeah, I think the next thing, our next episode mm-hmm. will be a thriller review. Mm-hmm. Like Michael it's, Jackson's it's, thriller. It's looking, yeah. Cool. That's not how it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's late. Yeah. It's very late. Um, uh, yeah. If you haven't yeah. voted yet, uh, you can have your say yeah, on what you can thriller. Have your, uh, hop on over to Facebook. Yeah. I, I mean, think, chances are by the time you listen to this, yeah, uh, this episode will have been out for six sure. or seven years. And. <laughs> The voting will have subsided yeah. by then. We'll probably be uh, in jail by then. Like I'm, it seems like it's going to be Silence of the Lambs. That's probably. Kind of it's are, edging a bit forward, but yeah. get out, there's had, some others that get are out close. Get out had a, you know. Have your say. It was doing well. Yeah. Have your say. Have your say. Do your, you know, do your thing. Anyway. Everyone has a voice. My name is not Steve. No. No. Never, it's Pete. It never has been. It's neither Pete it's, nor Steve. It's neither of those. Yeah. I'm Pete, and that's Brady. You're supposed to say Peter. And oh. then I, man, there's like a whole segment. We had a thing, oh and it was nice, and it 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 just, you know, what it I think, was familiar. What I think Brady's trying to say is thanks for listening. Follow That's us not, on Podbean. No, you're not. Like us on Facebook. Don't get a. We appreciate your support. Don't get a job as a. As a Tune in next time. Translator. Because <laughs> you're awful. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But we I'm apologize. awful at a lot of things. I apologize for this. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And until next time, spay and neuter your children. Pets is what I think you meant to say. Yeah.